Hello and welcome to the FilmSpark podcast. My name is Ebony and this is the podcast where I bring you the underbelly of the film industry. Everything from actor deep dives to movie reviews. But now and then I bring something a little more lighthearted and this series is one of those times. This series is my ranking of South Park. As one of my all-time favourite shows still on the air, why not bring you a light-hearted series to break up the darkness? Each episode will bring another season of South Park and my ranking of the episodes within. This episode, we're going back to where it all began. Back to 1997, Season 1. So now that the intro is out of the way, let's get to ranking. Once again, my name is Ebony, this is the Film Spike Podcast, and this is Ranking South Park, Season 1. Starting the rankings off and coming in at number 13 is Weight Gain 4000. A mediocre episode all around, it doesn't bring much to the viewer. However, it is the first time South Park has dedicated an entire episode to mocking one single celebrity. In Weight Gain 4000, the town gets prepared to welcome Kathy Lee Gifford visiting South Park. And simultaneously, Cartman is gaining weight after overeating a bodybuilder supplement. Weight Gain 4000. There's one thing this episode has redeeming for it, and that's not everyone is happy for Kathy Lee Gifford's arrival. Department, talk about wide load. Yeah, I'm really starting to fill out nicely. You're not filling out nicely. You're fatter than ever. I'm not fat. I'm getting in shape. Cartman, you're such a fat ass that when you walk down the street, people go, God damn it, that's a big fat ass. No, they don't, you jealous wiggling. God damn, that's a big fat ass. Hey. We have with us today, live via satellite, Eric Cartman from South Park, who is now so obese, he can't even get out of his house. When is this going to be on the air? Is there anything you'd like to say to people out there? Follow your dreams. You can reach your goals. I'm living proof. Beefcake. Beefcake! At 12, we have Death, one of the first episodes to really dive into serious subjects. Death brings the discussion of euthanasia to the forefront and poses the question, how far are you willing to help your loved ones? With three main overarching stories, Death successfully makes fun of the criticism the guys at South Park had received for the show and ultimately creating the plot for the movie to come. Stronger, bigger and uncut. To bring you loud static. Oh my god! They killed Kenny! You bastard! Wow, I guess Death was just coming after Kenny the whole time. Hey! You were supposed to kill me! That's not fair, goddammit! My grandpa asked me to kill him and I did it! That's right, Billy. My name's not Billy, Grandpa. And what's wrong with you? Why do you look all haggard? I asked you to kill me, Billy, but I was wrong. And now I'm forced to spend eternity in limbo. Limbo? I was wrong to put you in that position, Billy. Just like you're wrong to put little Billy in it now. You're so obsessed with ending your life, you're not thinking about what you're doing to his. You must wait to die of natural causes. But I've been waiting for 25 years! 
let nature run its course or else end up in limbo. Natural causes, Billy. Natural causes. At number 11, we have Pink Eye. The first Halloween episode of the series, Pink Eye shows Kenny being brought back to life and turning the town of South Park into zombies. However, the media presents it as a bad case of Pink Eye. This episode also introduces the audience to Principal Victoria for the first time as she tries to advise Cartman why it's wrong to be dressing as Hitler for Christmas. Marty, do you have to put that stuff on everything? I don't know, it, ju it just makes everything taste so... English. What is it, Doc? Well, your, your temperature is only 55 degrees, you have no pulse, no heartbeat, and your, your eyes are all puffy and sticky. Oh no, you mean... Yeah, I'm afraid the two of you have pink eye. <gasps> I'd give you topical medicine, but I don't want to touch you. Oh, I'm so hungry, and all I can think about eating is... It's brains! Yeah, well, for God's sake, don't touch your eyes. I'll prescribe some animal... Coming in at number 10 is Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh. Episode 9 of the season, it is a satire on political correctness and religious sensitivity, especially within the episode's portrayal of the school organising the happy, non-offensive, non-denominational Christmas play to avoid offending anyone of any religious background. This is also the first episode we're introduced to Mr. Hanky, a piece of poo that embodies the Christmas spirit based off a toilet training technique used by Trey's father when potty training him, stating if you don't flush down Mr. Hanky, he'll come to life and kill you. Wow, a little bit dark. I don't want to be an outcast. I'm not hearing that. Mr. Hanky? Swell. Go away, Mr. Hanky. You know something, pal? You smell an awful lot like flowers. I said go away. My dad says you aren't real. Not real? Well, shucks. If I weren't real, could I sing this jolly Christmas song? Santa Claus is on his way. He's loaded goodies on his sleigh. Drop him off on Christmas Day and I'll say howdy ho. Mr. Hanky, shh. I'll get in trouble. Folks will gather around the fire, sing a song from a choir. Pretty soon they will What are you doing in there? Nothing! Open this door! I hope the Santa comes real soon! I'll be waiting for you! Kyle! Say something, Mr. Hanky! And at number nine is an elephant makes love to a pig. Discussing the topic of genetic engineering and the effects it can have on society, an elephant makes love to a pig follows the boys trying to find the best project for their science fair submission. In doing so, we're introduced to Dr. Mephisto for the first time, a very underrated and favourite character of mine throughout the series. A wacky mad scientist that focuses on genetically mutating animals to have multiple of the same body parts. Primarily, multiple butts. 
And of course we can't forget the fact that the boy science project is literally aiming to have an elephant make love to a pig. Only for the pot-bellied pig to give birth to babies that look an awful lot like Mr. Garrison. Oh, then I guess you get an F. Okay, Terrence, I know the class can hardly wait to see your science fair project. Thank you, Mr. Garrison. Boys, Mr. Garrison, fellow students, for our science fair project, Bill, Fossey, and I have spawned a creature genetically far superior to man. I present to you the five-assed monkey. Oh, Mr. Hat, isn't it beautiful? Wait, wait! The pig just gave birth! It, it had a baby! It had a baby? What's it look like? Does it look like a pig or an elephant? Hey, it kind of looks like Mr. Garrison. Oh, gee, isn't that an amazing coincidence? <clears throat> uh, what are the odds of that? At number eight is Damien. When a new boy joins the boys at school, it becomes evident that this is no normal boy. Bringing Satan into the light as a developed character, Damien brings satire to religion, faith, and the nature of good and evil. When South Park is the place to hold the fight to end all fights, a boxing match between Jesus and Satan, the town bets on Satan to win. What they didn't take into account is that Satan is called evil for a reason. Betting on Jesus to win, he throws the fight and takes the townspeople's money with him. I'd like to be the new kid in town, so I want you all to take special care to make him feel welcome. I want you all to meet our new classmate. Uh, what's your name again? Damien! Rectus Dominus! Say hi to Damien! And where are you from, Damien? The seventh layer of hell! Oh, that's exciting. My mother was from Alabama. Your father? The Prince of Darkness! Wow, we have royalty in our class. Why don't you take your seat, Damien? We're going to finish our lesson on great singers of the Baroque era. Now, children, Nancy Sinatra was quite a choice piece of ass. At number seven is Volcano. What happens when you combine a celery stick and Patrick Duffy? Scuzzlebutt the Mountain Monster Weaving Baskets. Honestly, Volcano is a decent entry for the season of South Park, with a snippet of commentary about the ridiculousness practices of safety from the 50s. It doesn't really have a lot more to offer. However, the addition of Ned and Jimbo and their life motto of if it moves, shoot it, brings some satire to the all-American gun-wielding characters shown throughout media. Harbingers of sorrow, natural disasters can be the cause of troubling and undesirable stress. And a volcano is no exception. But what should you do if a volcano erupts near you or your family? Here we see the Stevens family enjoy Sunday picnic. But suddenly, daughter hears a noise. It's a volcano. Junior seems worried, but have no fear, Junior. Jane learned in school what to do when you hear a volcano erupt. That's right, Jane. Duck and cover. So what will you do when you hear a volcano erupting? That's right. Duck and cover. Looks like you got the idea. Duck and cover. Thank you and goodbye. Okay, any questions? That has got to be the most ridiculous load of pig crap I have ever...
Number 6 is Starvin Marvin. Starvin Marvin, episode 8 in the first season, really starts to knock the ball out of the park. Filled with celebrity mocking, movie reenacting, and just classic South Park quirkiness, Starvin Marvin tells the story of mistaking Cartman for a starving African child. The government authorities send him to Ethiopia where he runs into Sally Struthers, who is found to be hoarding the donated food for herself. This is a great way for you to experience America, Starvin' Marvin. This is what we call an all-you-can-eat buffet. Yeah, here you get to eat all you want for only $6.99. That's why we all come here on Tuesday nights. Except for Kenny's family, because to them, $6.99 is two years' income. <laughs> why is your family poor, Starvin' Marvin? Is your dad an alcoholic, too? You see, Starvin' Marvin, these are what we call appetizers. Appetizer. This is what you eat before you eat, to make you more hungry. Oh, food's here. That's it for the appetizers. No, Starvin' Marvin, that's my pet pet. Carmen, you bud pipe. This is the time of year you're supposed to share. Oh, yeah, you're right. Are you going to eat all of your peach cobbler? No, you don't want all that. Why don't you share it with me, eh? Just have it right over here. Let me just have some of that, eh? Whoopee! It's number five, with Cartman's Mum is a Dirty Slut. The final episode of the season, Cartman's Mum is a Dirty Slut, is the journey of discovering just who Cartman's father really is. And in doing so, we find out the night she conceived, she essentially got with every single man in South Park, including the 1989 Denver Broncos. Yes, the entire team. While Cartman is trying to find his father, the rest of the gang submit a video of Cartman playing tea parties with his stuffed animals to America's stupidest home videos, hoping to win the grand prize. In true South Park fashion though, we're left hanging at the end of the episode, not knowing who his father actually is. Strong! Hey everybody, look who's here! The AFC champion Denver Broncos! Are we late for the party? What the hell town is that? What's gotten into you? Oh, Whoopee! <sighs> Garrison, what the hell are you doing? You're drunk, Mr. Hat. you are. Oh, man. At number four, we have Tom's Rhinoplasty. While Mr. Garen deserts the class for a visit to Tom's Rhinoplasty, Stan, Kyle, Kenny, and Cartman all compete for the attention of Miss Allen, the new substitute teacher. The first episode to really showcase Wendy as a main character, Tom's rhinoplasty focuses on two main plot lines, Mr. Garrison getting a nose job that instantly makes him look like David Hasselhoff, and Miss Allen, the substitute teacher, the boys all have a crush on, including Chef, who goes on a date with her only to find out she's lesbian. The best part of this episode is seeing the lengths Wendy goes to to gain the attention of Stan again when he falls for Miss Allen. So just remember, don't fuck with Wendy Testerberger. Take a look for yourself. Wow, that's a pretty good nose job. What do you think, Mr. Hat? I think it looks great. 
Yes, I think once the swelling goes down, you'll really notice a difference. What the hell are you doing, Carmen? My mom said if you want to become a lesbian, you have to lick carpet. At number three, we have Big Gay Al's Big Gay Boat Ride. When Stan discovers his new dog Sparky is gay, he becomes so confused he loses his will to play in the big homecoming football game against North Park. This third episode of the first season is a direct assault on the ignorance surrounding homosexuality. While it's a bit rough around the edges, this is still one of South Park's landmark episodes that established that not only is the show funny and subversive, it is also one of the smartest shows to air. Hello there, little pup! I'm Big A Owl! Have you been outcast? Well, then I'm so glad you found my big gay animal sanctuary. We're all big gay friends here. Would you like to live with us? Come on in, little fellow. Nobody will ever oppress you here. Coming into number two, we have Mecha Streisand. The boy's discovery of a prehistoric relic spawns a monster that threatens to destroy South Park and the world. And what is this monster, you may ask? Godzilla? King Kong? No, just a 50-foot mega-mechanical Barbara Streisand dinosaur. You know, the typical nutshell. The best part of this whole episode is the celeb cameos that come in to help defeat the Mecha Streisand. You have Leonard Moulton, Sidney Poitier, and my favourite, Robert Smith from The Cure, all come in to help save the day. Discovering that Mecha Streisand's weak spot is the nose, Smith is able to punch the diamond of Pantheos out of her, using the robot punch, thus rendering her powerless. Smith is then able to mega toss the weakened Mecha Streisand into outer space, where she explodes. After the fighting subsides, the town cheers for Robert Smith, including Jesus, who hails Smith as a saviour. Robert Smith walks off into the sunset while Carl shouts, Disintegration is the best album ever! The boys decide that the diamond is better off separated as no one should have that kind of power. However, the episode ends with it being rediscovered and the boys cower in the presence of a giant Ike. Mecha Ike. What should we do with the two triangles now? We've got to get rid of them. Nobody should have the kind of power Barbara Streisand wanted. Well, at least I have the sweet walkie-talkie Robert Smith gave me. Yeah, that's my walkie-talkie. He gave it to me. Damn it, Cartman, don't you ever learn anything? Come on, Stan, it's mine. I'll Rochambeau you for it. Go to hell, Cartman. Well, that whole experience sure did suck. Yeah, I'm sure glad that's over with. But you know, I've learned something today. I've learned that people who want power, a lot of power always, end up dead. Yeah. Yes, and I've learned something too. Robert Smith kicks ass. Oh no, she's back! Oh my god, look! And here we are at number one, my favourite episode of the season, which is also in fact the first episode that kicked everything off. Episode one, Cartman gets an anal probe. 
While the boys are waiting for the school bus, Cartman explains the odd nightmare he had the previous night involving alien visitors, only to find out that it wasn't a nightmare at all, but in fact true. Okay, sure, I'll admit it's not the funniest episode or the most innovative in any way, but if it wasn't for this little episode, we wouldn't have any of the episodes we have today. It was the start of an era and what would become one of my all-time favourite shows. to make first contact. Hey, down here, we are ready for your wisdom. And you only got 20 minutes before Sanford and Son is on. You guys, I am seriously getting pissed off right now. I know there's no such thing as aliens. I tell you, there's some crazy stuff going on in this town. Well, there you have it, my ranking of South Park Season 1. Make sure you subscribe to keep track of when Season 2 is released, or check out my other videos, including a 7-part deep dive into the Blair Witch series and phenomenon. Once again, my name is Ebony, and this has been the Film Spark Podcast. Thank you for listening. <laughs>